Why do our hearts thrill over a sunset mm. or cry over a, a song? Have you ever wondered about that? The experience of beauty, it, it does something, well, it does something kind of profound and, and powerful within the heart and soul of every human being. And we were made by God, but also for him and for his mm -hmm. beauty. I love this book that has just been released, Enjoying God in Everything. It's along those lines, that same kind of thinking. This is a guide to maximizing life's pleasures. And it all begins with your relationship with the Lord, and then everything radiates outward from that. Uh, pastor Steve DeWitt is the author of the book. He is a senior pastor of Bethel Church uh, in uh, northwest Indiana, Chicagoland, and uh, he is also on the Council of the Gospel Coalition. He's a busy guy, and he's writing books, and he's with us this morning. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Kurt and Kate, good morning. You know where we should start? You actually start here in your book, uh, The Beauty of God, and and that's that's a wonderful beginning because, like I said a moment ago, uh, it all, you know, our focus on the Lord is really, you know, the center. It's God first, and out of that, everything becomes even more and more beautiful. The beauty of God, does that mean camping out on the attributes of God? Yes and no. Uh, I, I think that one of the reasons that I wrote the book is that um, evangelicalism largely has, I think, missed this aspect of the of the character of God. You know, we're we're big on the mercy of God, the grace of God, the love of God, even the holiness of God. But rarely do you hear people talk about the beauty of God. And so uh, beauty is a kind of summary, aesthetical, theological statement uh, of all of those attributes of God uh, combined. I, I call them the bouquet of the perfections of God. Uh, each of them individually wonderful, beautiful, books written on them, songs sung about them, appropriately so. But combined together, a summary of who God is, he is, he is beautiful, he is glorious, he is resplendent. Uh, and this kind of language is very appropriate, very uh, biblical, but oftentimes missed in, in people's understanding of who God is. You know, when I think about um, not only how beautiful and wonderful God is, like you're talking about, when he manifests himself uh, to us, and it sometimes feels very personal. For instance, I can uh, see a beautiful sunset, you know, over the Gulf of Mexico and, uh, you know, over the water, and it's just yeah. absolutely beautiful when we're at the beach. And, you know, when you gaze upon that, it's almost as if God is saying, hey, I'm doing this just for you. Mm. You know, it gets very personal that way, and, and at least that's the way I take it. Hmm. Well, and I, I think rightly so. You know, I one of the things I've noticed when I'm in Southwest Florida, uh, and I love the sunsets. In fact, this is my second book on the subject. In the first book, I write about um, walking the beaches of Florida. And uh, when that sun finally goes down, oftentimes on the beaches there, people applaud. And yeah, true. why do they, why, mm -hmm. why do, why do, why do they clap? Um, it's to the point I think that you're making, there was a personal experience of delight and wonder in what they just experienced. And there's a sense that this is for me. And when we understand that the pleasures that God has built into this world are all little 
indications from God that he wants to be found, the treasure that wants to be found, it enriches for the Christian the experiences of the sunset and uh, the, the mountain range and the beautiful music and the architecture and whatever beautiful thing we might be experiencing. Now we experience it theologically. Yeah. We experience it worshipfully, gospelly. We worship it or we experience it for, for God's sake. Yeah. It's like it's God's good. always trying to remind us, hey, I love you. Look, this is just for you. Yeah, it's like a God wing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love this this whole idea of uh, God showing up in these interesting places. Um, you know, I I can remember more. I mean, there are too many times for me to count, really. But there was one situation where I was really dealing with something heavy. I was very discouraged. And I'm driving home and uh, pulling into the driveway, and I glance over to my right through the window, you know, passenger side of my car, just with my thoughts, you know, kind of heavy. And I look and I see the most beautiful double rainbow I have ever seen in my life. And it was so vivid. And, of course, there is biblical symbolism when it comes to the rainbow mm-hmm. uh, of God. And, and you can, you know, around the throne of God, you know, it looks like a rainbow. You know, all of that stuff. And for me at that moment, getting back to the personal aspect of it, there was great hope. You know, I am the God of the rainbow, and I see you, and I know what you're dealing with. Look to me, look at me, and don't focus on your circumstances, because guess what? My promises are true. I am with you. Take a look. We are talking about Steve's excellent book from Moody Publishers, Enjoying God in Everything. This is a, such a great conversation. Uh, Steve, we have some folks who want to join us here this morning, so let's go to the phones. Let's go to Elizabeth. Uh, hi, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm better now. Thank you so much. I was in prayer, uh, praying for favor, which is a new way for me to pray. And I heard you speak of the rainbow, and it touched me so because the rainbow has been tainted for me for years now because my daughter has decided to be gay. And you brought color back into that rainbow for me. Thank you so much. That I really needed that, and I would love to have your book. But I just want you to know that my focus has been so much on the Lord because I love Him so, and I know He doesn't make mistakes. That my daughter is a girl, and she should be loved that way, and I don't want to be separated from her. But every time I would see that rainbow, it was like, no, don't use that rainbow for what you have. It isn't made for that. It's beauty. It's hope. It's everything to us that God made. And after the ark, right? Mm-hmm. There it was. Yes. Yeah. And it's everything. It's the beginning of you, child. So you have really given me color back into my rainbow, and I thank you so much. I've got peace today. I know you don't hear it, but it's just coming from my core that I really needed you, and thank you for being there. Oh, Elizabeth. Amen. That's a God thing, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, uh, Steve, when we hear stories like that, um, it's just like, praise God for what he has done and what he continues to do. Isn't that cool? Mm. Amen. You know, you think about uh, beauty, if I go back to that a moment, the greatest expression of beauty ever is the cross of Jesus Christ, and There on that cross, Jesus treats us as the Father, the Son, and the Spirit have treated each other for eternity. The core of beauty is the Trinity. And there on the cross uh, where 
the greatest injustice, the greatest evil ever done to Jesus, and yet, three days later, resurrection. And we see that that theme in Scripture of beauty from ashes, that God is a you know, God is the phoenix. He is the, the one who uh, can create out of nothing beauty, this whole universe mm-hmm. out of nothing. And so when God promises that he will sustain us, that he will meet our needs, that he will redeem, uh, we can look around the world and, and just see that he's really good at this. And, uh, and Christ and the cross and the resurrection are the ultimate expression of that. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Let's go to Sarasota next, and Dee is joining us from there. Hi, Dee. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. I was listening to the radio. I heard your beautiful words about the hurts with the rainbow. I've got a rainbow story, too. But anyway, the beauty, the beauty. It woke me up. I got out of bed. haven't even had my coffee. <laughs> the story began... <laughs> So forgive me if I'm not. That's, that's quite <laughs> we all understand. Right. It's, it's okay. I gardened for years. Now I'm 75 years old, broke, don't have any property, can't plant. All of a sudden, the Lord wakes me up one day and says, get out there and use one of those garden plots. They're only eight by eight, tiny little spaces. Mm-hmm. So I started planting and it's starting to really develop and mature now. The sign that I put up, they wanted me to put my name up. I said, no, you know, that's not important. Let's just grow the flowers. And people go by there and they see this sign that I named the garden Creation. Hmm. And then underneath the sign, it says, see the tiny wonders in small places. Hmm. Romans 1, verse 20. For since the creation of the world, talking about God, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if we have eyes to see, he is everywhere, isn't he? Well, he is in terms of his omnipresence. Uh, when it, when we think about creation and its relationship to God, it's important that we see a distinction, lest we uh, give in to a pantheism that would see these things as God himself. No, he is separate from creation, but he has made creation to reflect what he is like. That's the point of Romans 1, that his invisible qualities, his spiritual qualities, God is spirit, are reflected in the created order in such a way that it tells us what he is like, so that men are without excuse, the passage goes on uh, to say. And so one of the things I'd write about in the book is that uh, we, we we have to go upstream from the experience of beauty. We have to experience the coffee. I'll go to the coffee that the woman was talking about, which to me is also a daily experience. I have a cup right here next to me. Uh, as I drink the coffee, I can just drink it like an atheist and go, it's good, and it you know wakes me up. Or I can drink it like a Christian, and that is to see that this is a good gift from God. That coffee bean is a blessing from God. Amen. 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 Amen that. Drink your coffee uh, like a Christian. I, exactly. That's the, in, in a way, that's the point of the book. Yes, Experience yes. All these things like a Christian, not an atheist. And 
as I drink it, I can be thankful uh, to God for it, and I can honor him in, in a small way as a small gift from God, which is what Romans 1 goes on to say, that the, that the unbeliever does not experience these things um, with, with thanksgiving. It does not give honor to God, but worships the created thing itself rather than the creator. And mm-hmm. so as a Christian now, my eyes are open to true beauty. I see God as the beauty behind all beauty, the giver of all good gifts. And now I can experience that pleasure uh, theologically and turn it into worship. So the point of the book is that beauty leads to wonder, creates this joy and gladness and delight and relish. And as a Christian now, uh, I turn that wonder into worship. I give God honor. I give him thanks. And the book has practical suggestions on how to do that. Steve, I know I have to let you go, but because we are created in the image of God, we too can create beauty. Yeah. And in fact, we enjoy doing it. <laughs> yes. And uh, there's a whole chapter in the book about how we, how do we, uh, how do we worship God for the thing in the things that we make, and that can be music or paintings or you know movies or landscaping or flowers. Um, the process of creation, you know, only God creates out of nothing. We are we are created beings that you know we take what God has made and we move it around and we make it beautiful. But God delights in us doing that. He made us to do that. He made us like himself. And so there is this huge aspect of, of being a Christian that, and, and really churches, I would say as well, that should enjoy and encourage the creation, uh, the artistic expression of our image bearing, and uh, that this is a good thing as well. So... Again, what do we do? We enjoy the movie, we enjoy the painting, it creates wonder, and we turn that into worship and uh, give God honor and thanks for the artist, for the creation, for the experience of it. It's, it's all part of, of how God made us and why he made us for himself. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> Have a great day today. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Blessings to you all. Thank you. You, you too. too. Steve DeWitt. Name of the book, Enjoying God and Everything. Do you like this conversation? You're going to love this book.